0: and welcome to bougie adjacent i'm amanda lauren sorry it's been a minute i know i'm the worst literally the worst um i am coming to you from my home office in my pajamas uh (laughs) doing this in front of a mirror fun fact i work in front of um well when i work in my bedroom which is where my office is i work in front of a mirror because um it's a good lighting setup for Zoom, so it's one of those giant vanity girl mirrors. I don't know if they make them anymore. It's funny. I was watching Vanderpump Rules two weeks ago, maybe last week, and um, Raquel had one, and I'm like, people still have these other than me, but it's like a giant, like probably a three or a four foot tall um, two and a half feet tall. I don't know. I'm eyeing it right now. Mirror with like 18 different light bulbs and it sort of looks like an old fashioned Hollywood Broadway style dressing room mirror. So I'm always like looking at myself, which is kind of vain and also makes me obsessed with my face. Uh, Um, but anyway what I can do with it is I sort of use it when I do these podcasts or when I do a zoom for work it looks like I have really good lighting in front of me or like I have a ring light but this way I don't have to get out my ring light so it is one of those super helpful things um eventually we will move into a larger place where I will have my own home office which will probably end up being in my living room or in a corner somewhere but you know I can only hope um I hope everyone is having a good holiday season so far I can't believe I think next week is Thanksgiving. I almost cannot comprehend it. Um, And it's tablescape season. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'll spare you my singing. So today we had a really, really good guest, Chrissy Horton. She is a TikToker. She's almost 400,000 followers on TikTok. She's on Instagram. And she's an event planner and mama turned um, really turned, I hate the term influencer, creator. Um, She's super talented. Um, I've put her in Forbes a bunch of times. She was just in good housekeeping, which is pretty gosh darn awesome. Um, and we just talked about her ideas for tablescapes, having four kids in six years, what that's like, trying to design a home with kids and how to plan furniture around that because as many of my audience who has kids know, um, children just destroy furniture. So, um. This is it. If you like this show, um, there are lots of good episodes. I'm interviewing an HGTV star later this week, and I have an episode in the can with Allie Levine that needs to be edited. So I'm gonna call myself out and say I'm probably gonna try to post that in the next two weeks. Um, I was also on her show and she hasn't posted my episode yet, which is funny because like we speak to each other and text and DM each other like every day um, and do voice notes. Anyway, um, you can follow me on Instagram at it's Amanda Lauren, I T S A M A N D A Lauren, um, on Twitter at Amanda Lauren, and if you like this show, please do me a solid and subscribe, rate, and review, or share it with a friend. If you want to story it, tag me. I will totally restore you. I'd love to restore you. Um, and that is it. I'm gonna shut up. Um, more frequent episodes coming again. Sorry for the break. I just, you know, sometimes in life you need a fucking break. Enjoy. I am here with Chrissy Horden of Horden Lane. She is a very talented mom. I don't want to say influencer. I'm using the term creator now because I think the term influencer is obnoxious. Um, creator, TikToker, um, Former or current event planner?
1: Former event planner. I did event planning for about, I want to say like four years. And then I became a mom and it was just, I have four kids. So it just was too much.
0: (laughs) I feel like, yeah, four kids is is enough. Like completely. Um, You should be like, that's enough of a job. Like, I don't know how people do it. Um, I have a lot of support. My husband really,
1: really, he works from home and makes his own hours. So that's just honestly how I'm able to do it.
0: And you live in O.C., right?
1: I live in San Diego.
0: You live in San Diego, my favorite place.
1: I love it, yeah. I want to
0: move there so badly. I have, I always talk about it on this show, I have a very big love-hate with L.A. Like, I love the weather. I love my friends. Everything else can burn to the fucking ground. Could not care. Like...
1: To, you need to come to San Diego then because it's like you have all the weather and it's just way more chill. Like, I can't even explain just how much I've been born and raised here too, which is kind of rare in San Diego because it is like a military town. So mm-hmm. it's more military families, people are in and out. Um, so yeah, I've been born and raised here and uh, there's a reason why I, like, I've never left.
0: I, I don't know. I just, whenever I go to San Diego and sometimes I'll just go for like the day, I just love it. I'm like, this is so nice. Like it's so chill. It's so laid back and people think LA is chill, but I'm like, it's not chill at all.
1: No, I've been to LA enough times to know that. No, I, San Diego's where it's at because you get the weather and there's like way less smog and
0: everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! So okay, so you have three hundred eighty-six thousand followers, something like that, on TikTok, correct?
1: Yeah, I think it's like 370 something thousand. Yeah.
0: I mean, close enough. You have almost (laughs) 400,000. How did you get that? Because I am fascinated by the world of TikTok because I'm not in it. Um, I want to start doing TikToks. So, for my own inspiration, like, how did you start it? How did you build such a following? And now you're verified. So, I'd love to know about that.
1: Okay, so um, I think with TikTok, it's a lot of experimentation. You can't be afraid to try new things. And so for me, I started off with like, well, people don't want to see my face. They don't care. Like, I think people are on TikTok to either be entertained or to learn. So I went with the learning aspect. And so I just started showing little things. Like my whole premise in starting social media was to help, I love decor, right? And it's Mm -hmm. hard to have when you have little kids. So I was like, no, there's a way that you can have it all essentially, and so I started um, doing educational things like, here's how I did my playroom to make it like aesthetically pleasing, but yet really, really functional for my kids. And um, and then so I just kind of started with that, but then I would dive into like then I started diving into the tablescapes, right? And I was like, and I said I had former, excuse me, I was a former event planner, so I have experience in this. So why don't I show people how to decorate their tables? Oh, I forgot to bring up the most important thing. It was during COVID when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. and it was like what are people doing well they're probably redecorating their homes um and also they're trying to probably find creative ways of making home life more fun so i was like why not teach people how to decorate their tables and like have those fancy dinners with your spouse or like you know and then as things let up like those small gatherings at your house and way to make event style um tables affordably so then my tiktok started to do that but then after the holidays, that really dipped down and like my following definitely grew, but it wasn't where it's at now. And then I became pregnant with my fourth and I was at this luncheon with some girlfriends and I started just talking about things that happened in childbirth. And they were like, wait, well, what? And I just realized like, wow, we don't talk about like women's health. I feel like it's so neglected. And oh, so yeah. we don't talk about, yeah, so we don't talk about this stuff. So then I just made kind of like a TikTok like about... Um, things I've had, I'm pregnant with my fourth and this is really all you need to have a kid. Like you don't have to spend a ton of money. And if someone's telling you that otherwise, it's because they're trying to get that affiliate revenue. Like, (laughs) like, you know, and so I really simplified it essentially. And then I did a mixture too. I was like, here's how to decorate your home with a toddler. And then, you know, here's some pregnancy stuff. But then it really exploded when I kind of just kind of dived into the motherhood aspect. So and I think that just had to do with the fact that it was summer, and after Fourth of July, there's not many tablescapes to be done, right? There's not much to do, and I think summer's kind of like a downtime for decorating as well as parents prepare their kids to get ready for school and everything. So I think when it comes to TikTok and growing, you have to be able to shift your content like with the times, essentially. So like I said, the holidays were over; people didn't really care how to decorate their tables so much anymore. I dove into another aspect of my life, motherhood. That's so
0: cool. That's such a smart idea.
1: Yeah, and now that and then like. And now um, the holidays are coming back up. I'm going to go back to another love, which is decorating. So it's like there are many facets facets of your life and things that you can share. We always have content available. You just can't be afraid to tap into those. And I'll tell you right now, like I just did a table scape one because I'm slowly trying to get back to introduce that because TikTok does has a, does have an algorithm where they kind of like pigeonhole hell you sometimes. Now I don't mm-hmm. work for TikTok, I don't know for a fact, but this is my experience where it's like, okay, she does mom stuff. So then now I'm going to the decorating stuff. It's not doing as well, but don't let that deter you. Like you can't just stick with one thing because there's other things you're interested in and it's only going to get you so far. So I think you need to be flexible with it and just not be, don't worry about the views and just really produce content that you love. And it doesn't have to be super niche all the time.
0: It's the thing about TikTok that really confuses me and I feel like I just sound old saying this is like you have the trending sounds and all that stuff and it's like the thing with Instagram is you can batch prepare like all of your Instagram stuff. Like if you're really organized you could make yourself a year's worth of Instagram. I mean that sounds really exhausting but like theoretically you could whereas like TikTok I feel like you have to constantly be on it. So how do you like how, what are your secrets for working with all of those trending sounds?
1: So I actually just don't use them, to be honest. Really? Um, yeah. People think that's like, I mean, I guess that's one method to use to grow. But it, again, it depends on what it is that you're doing on TikTok. So for me, I've been, um, I do educational content, essentially. And that can come in so many ways. People, I think, think education to like academics. But people want to be educated in so many other aspects of life and i've tried sometimes doing the trending stuff and it just never hits it never hits and i try to even do it within my niche like you know this is a trending sound with motherhood i'm I'm about to actually try one coming up and we'll see how it does but it's never worked out for me so i kind of wow. stick to what i know yeah i don't try to hop on on anything and yeah it may work for some uh but that also doesn't guarantee you followers so like the trending sound may be good and may get you those views but what is the content is you're talking about? Cause I've seen really funny videos and I never once thought to follow the person. Cause I was like, yeah, what are, they, what are they actually offering? Like, yeah, this was a great video, but are all their videos this great. Probably not if it's based on a viral trend. So I, that's a big thing I think of. It's just don't, that's why I say don't worry about your views so much. It's like worry about the content because that's, what's going to get people to be engaged with you long term
0: that's no that's a really good point point. and you also have a lot of the stuff that you have on tiktok on your instagram as well wait will you share it because i feel like we're talking about this and people are going to want to follow you i'm sorry
1: oh, sure i'm sorry
0: will you share your that? will you share your handle because i feel like as we're talking about oh. this people are going to want to follow you yes of course it's horton lane um both on instagram and
1: tiktok um I think on Instagram it's Horton Lane underscore, but I think if you type in Horton Lane, it'll just come up. Mm-hmm. Or you can type in my name, Chrissy Horton, and that will come up as well.
0: So you just sort of had fun. How do you find? Like, how long does it take you to make each TikTok? I swear I'm really? going to talk about things other than TikTok. I'm just sort of no, fascinated. I,
1: I could talk about TikTok all day. Do you mind giving me? One second. I'm gonna. If you can see, the sun is just beating on me right now, so I'm gonna close the. Show sort of. I'm you're
0: pixelated. you're um pixelated.
1: Oh, okay. Is that
0: better? You're still pixelated, but it's uh, fine.
1: Okay. I'm so sorry about that. I downloaded I downloaded the newest browser too. I don't know what's
0: going on. I don't, um, you know what? It's like no matter what I use, we're using Riverside now. I was doing someone else's podcast that I produced, which I'll have you on. I'll email you about it um, today. And we were using Uber Conference, which is now I think Dialpad or something. They changed the name of it. And like it sucks in a different way. They all suck equally, but differently. Like, what are you going to do?
1: Everything's crystal clear. Oh, that's such a bummer. Well, I'm sorry about that. But no, we can talk about whatever you want. TikTok, whatever. I'm down to talk about it all. But
0: yeah. So So how do you, with four kids, like how long does it take you to make one? Because I feel like even if you have help, like it doesn't matter. Like there's four of them. (laughs) Like you are outnumbered, girl.
1: It is so funny that you asked this because I just made a day in the life blog and I haven't posted it yet because this is the most common question I get. And basically, it t- I would say it takes me about an hour to film, maybe hour, hour and a half to film and edit. So what I do is I have like a designated time. And so mm-hmm. I'm using that time today to do this podcast, but I have a designated time. And my husband, um, again, he makes his own hours. So it makes his work very flexible. So he'll come out around like 1 p.m. or 2. Mm-hmm. And I get to come back. We share an office. So I get to come back in the office. I have my ring light set up. And then that's when I film. And then I- right when I'm done filming, I'll edit it right then and there.
0: That's so smart.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, so that way, because like if you look at your phone, you're gonna have. If I waited, I would just it would be so jumbled up and me trying to find those pieces. So I just edit it right then and there, and that way I'm still in the creative process as well. So I have an idea of how I wanted that TikTok to go. So basically, my husband and I just like switch. Like he he's Mm -hmm. like off done working around one or two. I come back in the office, takes about an hour and a half, and that's when I do that. And then there's just like a lot of moonlighting hours, like after the kids go to bed, instead of like getting to watch Netflix every night. Like mm-hmm. I have to like, I'll pull up my blog and I'll do a blog post and, you know, do more TikToks if need be. The ring light definitely helps because I can film at night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now I want to know what ring light you have. Will you send me the link? Because yeah, mine is just link, not it good. Is, it is Amazon. I I mean, I have, like, my own issues with it, but it gets the job done. And, yeah, it's like – The one I just yeah. ordered, my old one broke. Like, literally, it was, like, a piece fell off of it, and it wasn't holding the phone anymore, so it was tossed. And now That's I'm just –
1: too. My old one did that, too.
0: I'm just like, what are you going to do? And I had had it for a few years, and I'm just like, okay. Like, that was 30 bucks well spent. But, like, now I have to get a new one. And it's funny, when I got this one, I was like, this is not – I didn't have a good feeling. And I was right. Sometimes you have to trust your God, you know?
1: Yeah. This one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, this is the best ring light, but it gets my job done. So I strive I to it,
0: mediocre when yeah, it comes exactly. to ring lights, good enough, or not a complete piece of shit is what I strive <laughs> for. Like, that's okay. Exactly. Um, So that's so cool. It's so cool. So what really got you, so you were an event planner And then you got into tablescapes, which I think are, I just had an article about it today, which will be in the show notes. Um, And your tips are there. Why do you think tablescapes have become so big in recent years? Because I feel like now it's a whole, I mean, and I sort of exaggerated this in the article, but I feel like it's almost becoming as important as all the other holiday decor.
1: I completely agree. Because if you think about it, when you celebrate any holiday, where are you all gathering? Like you're gonna finally gather at the table to sit down and eat. Why not make it a full experience? And you know, I know some people like this is, uh, I'll get, you know, TikTok, the world of the internet, people always got something to say. And they're like, uh, just yeah. serve good food and good company. I'm like, of course, of course, that is the basic formula to have a good time. But why not make your guests feel special? Like I like to think of it this way, like if you knew like your favorite celebrity or whomever was coming over, would you just like throw some paper plates at them and call it a day? No, you would probably get everything out and try to make it a great experience for them why not would you why wouldn't you do that with the people you love most like the people that you're inviting into your home to host and so i
0: have a funny story about that which is i'm not going to say what family member because i'm always afraid that they could be listening but a family a sort of distant family member of mine was having passover one year and she served off of styrofoam and i literally died i actually just sorry i shouldn't have said that to you while you were drinking water because you understand like (laughs) i was like kind of offended and it's like i'm just like this is i don't i really actually don't like eating off of styrofoam and she was also not a good cook so i just like didn't really eat and my mom is like you need to eat i'm like this is disgusting and it's styrofoam and i can't eat off of this and it's just like listen i understand the need for like disposable plates like but like go to costco and get some china like Go get, like, cute disposable plates at, like, what is that store, Party City? Mm
1: -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of options. Or
0: literally Target. I was going to say, I hate Party City. I feel like Target probably has really cute ones. I don't really buy paper plates. Clearly, I'm not an expert on it.
1: Yeah. I think, um, yeah, you know, there's one thing if you're hosting and you don't have the means to buy certain things, that's fine. They did. I
0: think it's all about, like, the effort you put into it. Yeah, there was no effort. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think I think in your case, you're saying like they probably had the means to they just the effort was locking in. That's what stands out the most. It's not so much what plate you're serving it on. It's about what kind of effort did you put in? Because if you're going to host, if you're going to volunteer to host, like you want your guests to feel like this is like you're welcoming there and you want them there. And I think you can definitely do that by setting a nice table. Like, I don't think etiquette is dead. Like, I really think it's one of the most um wonderful ways to show your appreciation towards your guest, and so i'm not saying you have to have an elaborate tablescape or you have to spend a lot of money and that paper plates are even bad i actually use paper plates when i have a big thing but i you know i'll dress it up i'll put like a charger underneath it or a placemat or something and i just want that effort to be there and i truly think you can host without spending a ton of money, but to show your guests your appreciation of them coming and celebrating with you. And I think that's what it comes down to is when it's setting the table. It's not to be fancy, it's not to show off, it's to make your guests feel special. And I think that's the job of every hostess. I think people should feel very special when they walk into the door.
0: I I totally agree with you. And it's so funny because like when I got married, which was a while ago, um, I got like a lot of, you know, I registered for like a lot of platters, a lot of fancy dishes, and I was really using them up until the pandemic and now not so many people, you know, come over and it's like, I just want to come out, people to come over so I can use like my nambe, like chip and dip thing again. <laughs> like,
1: You know what I say to that though? Cause that's, we are all on the same plate or same plate <laughs> we all on the <laughs> same boat, like, I was like, let's start doing like nice date nights at home. So for us, of like, when the kids go to bed, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard for us to get out with four kids. Right. And I don't have a nanny or anything. So.
0: Oh my, wait, you really don't have a nanny?
1: I I don't. Oh my
0: God. I don't know how you do it.
1: Like, well, and again, it's because my husband has such flexible workouts. So we're able to switch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I'm, like working and dealing with four kids. Like when the time comes for me to work, he comes out and I come back here and I get to like really focus. So I know not everyone has that situation, but because of the flexibility, like that's how we're able to do it without outside help. And yeah. you know, we have, we live, we live in our hometown, right? So our grandparents are down the street to so like twice. a week oh, okay. take them. Yeah. But, at, and the me, you know, I have four kids, one's a newborn. So I'm not really, you know, handing off my four kids to the grandparents for a date night at this point. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, let's, when the kids go to bed, let's make it special. Like, let's put on Frank Sinatra, let's pour a glass of wine and let's get the nice, the nice China. And like, that's what you should totally be doing. That's what I tell like all married couples who register for this stuff. I'm like, don't just save it for guests. Like use it every day, honestly, or not every day, but like make, make your own special moments at home. I mean, think of your home. Like you're building your memories there. You're building the foundation of your marriage. Like jazz it up every now and then with what you already have.
0: It's so funny. So we didn't register for, we have really nice, I have a lot of plates, but like our everyday plates, um, are just like, or they're like cute Kate Spade plates. They're Charlotte Mm -hmm. street. And it's so funny because like, I, my husband's like, we don't need China. Everyone's like, you don't need China. Now I regret not registering for super expensive China. Like It's ridiculous, but I'm, like, I'll see, like, Hermes plates or the Versace, and I'm just, like, someone would have bought it for me. I got married in Palm Beach, okay? Someone would have bought it for me. (laughs) Why didn't I, at the time, think, like, I wanted this, and then, like, I don't know. It's so, I mean, it's so excessive and ridiculous, but, like, whenever I see Pretty China, like, on Instagram, I'm, like, I want, I have, like, an excessive amount. I mean, we have really good... We did get like Tiffany glasses and stuff like that. So, we do have like a lot of good stuff and we have a lot of different sets of plates now. And we have like, do you know what Westward Ho is? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you and you'll see okay. it. Actually, there was okay. some of it on my Instagram yesterday. It's like these cowboy dishes. Okay. They're really cute but stupid. And my mother-in-law, <laughs> they're, like, great if you've got, like, a nine-year-old boy. Okay.
1: And, like, I think I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. But they're kind of, like, stupid for every day. But we we have those bitches, I guess, technically, like, China. But it is dishwasher. To me, it's not really China unless it's annoying to clean. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not bougie enough.
0: <laughs> it's not bougie enough if you can't just shove it in the dishwasher. It's so. high maintenance it to be bougie <laughs> I know I know I'm very high maintenance when it comes to like all all of that stuff and my husband is just like so he could eat off of like a paper plate and be totally fine with it and I'm just like no I want to like set the table we use linen napkins all all of that stuff but I know with kids it's totally different so yeah, how do you make it look cute with kids around
1: And, yeah, and that's why I say that's, like, I feel like my huge thing when it comes to decorating your table. Like, if you don't – like, the bougie stuff is obviously beautiful and so nice, but you don't need it to make it look cute. And so with kids, like, oh, I need to send you – I meant to say – I don't know if you were going to do an article about this, but how to make cute kids' tablescapes. Oh, that's a
0: really good idea.
1: Yeah. So I do – what I do is um, I do butcher paper. Mm-hmm. And the kids can draw on it. And then I got to send you this picture that I did for Christmas, like, many years ago. But then, so we had a Christmas party with a bunch of kids. And so I did butcher paper on the kids' table. And I drew on placemats and, like, wrote their names. But I did the oh. drawing, like, all fancy. So I drew on, like, a placemat. And I drew on, like, forks and knives so it looked like a play setting. And I wrote their name all fancy. And so, and then I just did a runner. So then I did, like, a buffalo plaid runner. And then I did mm-hmm. um, some crisp frosted mini frosted Christmas trees all along the runner really really simple but it looked it looked super cute and then I put crayons at every single kid's like a cup of crayons at every kid's play setting so they could just color on it I took all the pictures before they colored on it but (laughs) um, um, it was still something that was like really really practical fun for the kids and it met like my aesthetic for the night so it was just a big win-win so I think um yeah that's those are ways you make it practical if you can give them something they can draw on like you're
0: solid. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so, I have placemats that I actually tell people that have like little color in snowflakes. I did a collect, I did um a collab with Elizabeth Sutton collection. And I remember
1: that. Did you do that last,
0: last I year? I did it last year, but they're yeah. still available. So I, so you, there were snowflakes and I'm like, Kids can, like, color on this. It's so easy. And I feel weird, like, having something disposable because I feel like the eco police are going to be after me. But, like, here's the thing. One, during COVID, like, people wanted to have things as disposable as possible. And two, like, if you are having a larger group, which I think people are this year, not everyone has 10 place mats that match. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to get disposable ones that are cute Mm -hmm. and match. And then you get a different set next year. Or have room for it, to be honest. Like... I'm sure you live in a house where you have storage, but, like, as someone who lives in an apartment and every single inch of storage is taken, I appreciate something disposable.
1: Yeah, and it's not like you're doing that every single day, and that's another thing I say when people get on to me about, like, you know, being the eco-police. I'm like, first of all, you don't even know in other ways that I, you know, recycle and reduce, you know? Like, I use cloth diapers for, like, so many like for my first kid like don't come at me
0: mm-hmm. wait <laughs> like, how God. was that so I'm um, trying to have a baby and i'm I'm fascinated by this cloth diapering thing and I watch YouTube videos on it
1: so I did it with my first but it became increasingly difficult as I had more kids because it's just you know it's not like something I can just like toss and throw away you know especially after like poop yeah <laughs> with the cloth diapers I I have, um, I need to do a blog post about it. Cause there was a method I had that made it really, really easy. But again, once I had two it, and I have them all close in age, so they were like in diapers at the same time, it was too difficult to keep up with for me. But, um, if there's certain things you can get, like you can get this spout that you don't even need to plumb like any plumbing with it. You just hook it to your existing toilet. And mm-hmm. it's a high pressure spout. So it, like sprays all the poop off. Wow. I'm really getting into it, but it sprays it off into the toilet. And then you get this special bag that you put like in your diaper pail. And I threw mm-hmm. them all in there and then I would just, when it filled up, I would grab it and I would just, it was an, its own load of laundry. And it's just, it was just breast milk or it's just formula at that point. So yeah, It's not like, it's,
0: it's not, not totally any... gross.
1: Yeah. And so, and you just would wash it on really hot, like in its own cycle. And it was totally manageable. But again, as I just, I just, all my kids, I've had four kids in the last six years. So they're all back to back. So I just, it was harder to keep up with.
0: That's why you've literally (laughs) been pregnant, like for six years.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you saw that (laughs) Instagram reel where it was like, that was a trend I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Circling back to that. There was that song Heat wave, Sometimes All I Think About Is You. And so people first did it like as a romantic thing, right? Like where they miss their ex and then it would like flash to pictures of sometimes all I think about Aww. is you. And I was like, how can I make this relate to my niche? So mine was when you've been pregnant for the last six years and it just had me pregnant at every year. And then when it hits, sometimes all I think about is you it was like pictures of sushi, pictures of retinol, pictures <laughs> of wine, because I haven't had that stuff in so long, because there's a lot of stuff like you can't use retinol when you're breastfeeding. And so it's like, I've been pregnant and breastfeeding for the past six years. So um, yeah, that's like, I just like, I'm anxious to see what my body is like once uh, I'm not, it's not being used for a child.
0: <laughs> you know what, there's a natural one that's pregnancy safe. Oh, called yeah, naturally curious uh sleepover or overnight oil and i've been using it um i'm not pregnant right now i have no idea where my bottle of trentinoin went like it's just somewhere in my stuff and they sent those to me and it's on my shelves i have products i want to try on my shelves because i do beauty articles so people send me a lot of a lot of, stuff. it's all, I have to do like an Instagram, like reel of like my bathroom and all of the stuff that I have. It's hard. It's like, it's horrifying. Um, but it's so funny because I was like, I wonder if I'll like, let me try this now so I can use it when I'm pregnant. But I think it's just from like vitamin K or whatever it's made out of. I think it's just a really concentrated version of that. I don't think there's chemicals in it. I mean, obviously check with your doctor, but I really like it.
1: Okay. Yeah. I have to check it out. I think the problem with retinols is it's uh vitamin A
0: and you can't or it's vitamin, vitamin A. A. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, So you can't have, the reason why they don't want you to do that is because you, you need vitamin A, but too much vitamin A can, um, harm the baby when you're pregnant. So that's why they just, and here's the thing with any skincare products. So when pregnant, no pregnant woman signing up and be like, yeah, let me be the Guinea pig. And let's see how this, affects yeah. the, the, you know, so they've only tested on animals and this is based on the research that they've seen in pregnant like in pregnant like rats or whatever so so we really don't know so they just say it's best to like not use yeah. these products
0: but when you're I'm telling you though when you're ready you're gonna love the retinol
1: oh I know I can't wait I want to. well I want to use um I think you took a picture of what you use a tretinoid or is that what it's called or yeah yeah yeah
0: it's just prescription A. Sure. yeah
1: that's what I think I need because I like, oh my gosh, I break out really bad. Like I have really bad hormonal acne and it went down after I had the baby, but then it like kind of comes back with breastfeeding because of just your hormones. Mm-hmm. So I've had acne for adult acne, adult acne for a while now since I've just been pregnant and breastfeeding. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. I keep my youthful glow.
0: <laughs> I can't tell though. Oh, I have like a big one right here right now, but it's like- You're also is. pixelated, so I can't <laughs> no, tell- no. But, no, I use it for acne and aging. Like, I actually don't have terrible – I still break out a little bit, even though I use it. But just, like, from – I also think it's, like, not to be like that person. It's stupid masks. It's always where I have a mask. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to tell, though, too, because the mask acne is going to go from – is where your hormonal acne is, too. Because hormonal yeah. acne is all in, like, the, the lower face, like, chin area. And that's where your mask is. So it's hard to tell, like, which – But I know obviously the mask is going to cause some irritation, you know, and especially if you have sensitive skin and it's clogging your pores. Like it's, yeah, it's going to happen.
0: It's it's funny. It's like the cotton one feels better on my skin, but I can't breathe out of it. And the paper one really irritates my skin. So sometimes I have to choose between good skin and breathing on any case. (laughs) (laughs) This is so annoying. Like. I know. Oh my god. I know there's nothing we can do but like oh god, I can't wait till this is over. I'm
1: sure some dermatologists might come out with some like skin mask, like that still does all the things. We'll see.
0: I'm totally I know, I know. I'm I'm waiting for that moment. You know, I was told to use a silk one, and I, I'm considering getting a silk one. Yeah, you know i
1: wear silk ones are really good, too.
0: I'm just lazy. I'm just too lazy <laughs> to sit there and order it. It's like I do I a know. lot of things, and it's like at the end of the day.
1: Totally. No, and it's like, okay, now I got to do another mask research. Like, it's just, yeah, it's like last on my list. It's like, I have my mask. Okay, we're good.
0: Oh, my gosh. So you are recently in good housekeeping in print which is amazing. So what I did not have time to check out the issue. I understand you have four kids, which just automatically makes you busier than I am. But I am going to just sit here and complain about being busy. (laughs) Everyone's busy.
1: Everyone's busy. Everyone's stressed. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life.
0: So how did that how did you get that? And what was in there? What did you what tablescape?
1: So the table it was actually tablescape. They published online last year. It was a Thanksgiving one.
0: Oh, so wow. They published
1: it online last year and then they came up to me this year and they're like, Hey, we actually want to put it in our tablescape issue. Are you okay with that? I was like, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah. It was, it was really cool seeing it in print. It's not like a huge spread or anything, but it was still super cool. Like my name's like in the gutter, but I'm like I don't care. Like I love this. This is no really that cool imprint.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, okay, so just, what are what are some quick tips like for good tablescapes? I
1: think like how should do you
0: invest- start if you're not creative?
1: You should start with either um, you start with like a good like chargers. I start with gold chargers because gold and white will just always be they'll just always be classic and timeless. Mm-hmm. So I do a gold charger. I do everyday white dinner plates. Um, so most people's dinner plates are white. Like, you can just use those. Um, so, yeah, I would say gold charger is white. And I would say gold flatware. A lot of the flatware you see in my photos are actually disposable. <laughs> so it's this it, – but it's, like, the nicer disposable
0: yeah, yeah. flatware
1: where it, like, looks real. But then you hold it and you're like, oh, this is not real at all. <laughs> um, because when you're, I'm hosting, I, I don't want to wash, like – you know, 50 forks and 50 knives and whatever. So I get the ones that are just like up. And that's what I mean, where you can do things that are affordable and still look nice. Like you don't have to break the bank if you're hosting. Um, So, but yeah, I would say gold and white, I think are really staples because you can mix and match them. So I use gold and white and I'll throw a white tablecloth down and then maybe some greenery in the centerpiece. And I think that's a really classic look. Or if I want to jazz it up for New Year's Eve, I'll do a black tablecloth. And now you got like gold and black and white. And so I just think um, by starting with gold and white, I think also gold flatware just elevates any look, like, because it's just different from your basic silverware.
0: I, I agree with you. I actually found, I'm, so a lot of the gold flatware, they say the finish comes off. I've had these Rigby ones that have not, the finish has stayed on. And I've had you need it, you can send like me the link to years. that. Cause
1: I can't find ones. Exactly. That's kind of why I go disposable too, cause I'm like, the finish does come off of the you know the flatware gold brass flatware and so I need to find one that where it doesn't come off
0: I love it and like our dishwasher is a real piece of crap so like it it could be that but like things do get clean in there but I use it I don't even say I use it every day I would say I use it like every other you know we have like one silverware drawer and we have two sets of silverware in that drawer um and it hasn't gotten yeah it hasn't come the finish hasn't come off yet which oh, is surprising. Really cool. Yeah,
1: it is hard to find brass or gold flatware where the finish stays the same.
0: It's, I know, like gold is the new silver.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think it's so elegant and it just elevates any look because it's just, it, and I think you could do really pretty tablescapes with silver, especially in wintertime, like a winter mm-hmm. wonderland. I think yeah, you can totally do that. But I just think if you are looking for the basics to use all year long, the gold flatware just really elevates the look, it makes the occasion feel a little bit more special cuz it's not like your
0: everyday utensils. What's your favorite place for placemats?
1: I get honestly I get everything off Amazon because I have four kids, I can't like go around shopping and looking around at stuff. So, <laughs> I go on Amazon and I look at the reviews and I've been really happy with the stuff I get and that's why I have blog I have a blog post dedicated like staple items to start, like if you're someone who likes to host. These are the – four. I think it's, like, 14 items I have. And that's even a lot. That's, like, if you host a lot and you like to host for every occasion. So, um, but, yeah, Amazon. Because, again, my whole account is, like, I'm trying to help busy moms. And so I talk about the mom stuff. But then when it comes to decor, I always want my decor to relate to that mom life, essentially. Because so I'm not someone to follow if um, you're, like, really bougie and you like a really – because my tablescapes are so practical. It's, like, I, I feel like I can make them look nice, but, therefore – the everyday person, you know, therefore the busy moms who are like, okay, I'm hosting Christmas this year. I have three kids. How can I make this look nice without having to stress too much about it? And so I feel like Amazon's just the most convenient way to
0: shop. No, and- I was having a conversation with someone about this and you know, it's like, okay, yeah, they're a bit of like an evil corporation, but they just make my life so much easier at this point. I don't care. And like, I, I feel bad saying that, but it's, it's the truth. I'm like, I just want, just bring it to me. Like I will order yes. batteries on Amazon to avoid stopping at okay. CVS.
1: Me, me, girl, I like my, my, okay. This is what's crazy. My kids, I don't think have been to like a grocery store. To go. They've been to a grocery store. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. But like, I, it's not routine for them to like come to the grocery store with mom. Really? I order everything. I get it straight to my door. And there's actually on TikTok, there's these moms who are like in their forties who had a baby for the first time. And people, they'll talk about how people be like, isn't it so hard having a baby now that you're older? And she's like, no, if I had a baby 20 years ago, I would not be getting all my groceries delivered to my door. Like it, <laughs> when you have kids and the delivery service just changes the game, like changes the game because grocery shopping used to take me like an hour and a half. I can't do it. I got four kids. I got a newborn. It's like, no way. So my oh, kids constantly. would be like, oh, we're out of milk. Can you order more milk? <laughs> like, like they don't say go to the store to pick it up. Like they're like, can you order it?
0: That's so funny.
1: I, I'm like, I don't know if this is bad or if this is just like the way times are. I I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's so, I uh, see, I would like to order groceries. The problem is this, I really like Trader Joe's and they don't deliver, which is infuriating. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised they don't – they used to be on Instacart, but now they're not. And my husband likes to go to, like, the butcher at the 3rd Street Farmer's Market, which, like, that's good because it's more of a him problem than a me problem. It's, like, I like this. It's high quality, but, like, I don't want to be bothered going there. I don't want – it's 12 minutes away. I don't even want to drive 12 minutes. I can't be bothered.
1: I'm I'm the same way. My schedule's really jam-packed, so it's just – I have to get my groceries delivered at this point. And my husband's schedule is jam-packed. And like I said, we don't have outside help. So we kind of just do what we need to do. And I'm really grateful for delivery services, to be honest. And I don't think it's like a spoiled thing. I think it just kind of depends on your, your life and what fits into your schedule. And I do think times are changing where delivery is just going to be way more prevalent than it's ever been, obviously.
0: I know. I know. I just think the only thing I'm weird is like, I don't want someone picking out my fruit for me. Or like my meat, they pick like a bad cut. I don't know. I get, I have like a real anxiety about that.
1: Yeah, for me, I I've had a really good luck with Costco produce because it's kind of just all comes like right. You just like get this huge bag of whatever, mm-hmm. and I have all the. Our house is big, so we get through it quickly. And then for the meats, like Costco again, they have it all packaged, so it's not something I choose out from. But um, I totally understand why people would be hesitant with delivery when it comes to produce and meat, though completely.
0: But we also like to go to the farmer's market, um, on the weekends, but it's like yeah, a that's five an- minute walk from where we live. So yes. it's like an activity as opposed yes. to like, we have to get food.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We like going to the farmer's market too with our kids. Cause it's, there's like a lot to do there too. It's not just grocery shopping.
0: No, it's super, it's super fun. So what are the more, okay. So let me ask you, but you've got to have like a few bougie things that you like for tablescapes. You've got to have, like, a few of those items. So what are they?
1: So honestly, I actually don't. And I'm right there with you when it came wow. to my wedding. So mm-hmm. my husband and I, like, lived on our own before we got married. So we, like, thought we had everything. And um, I never registered for the nice stuff. And now I'm like, oh, there's, like, this, like, I wish I did. You know, I so that's one of, actually one of my biggest regrets, like, in terms of, like, wedding planning. I wish mm-hmm. I registered for the nice stuff the nice China and all that stuff. And I didn't. so, um, I actually don't have anything that bougie, but if you're going to buy bougie stuff, I really think, um, I think you could buy really nice, like I think wine glasses are a really great investment for bougie items. Um, and I, again, like, uh, your flat or not your flatware, um, your, your serving, your serving place and stuff. Yeah. I, uh, there's a really pretty Ralph Lauren set that I really, really like. Um, it's just basic white with like a gold trim around and it's just absolutely stunning. I I might get that one. So
0: you Monday. should listen, you've you've had four babies. Like you deserve <laughs> a nice Ralph Lauren you know, like serving pieces. I do like the white with the gold. I actually just gotten, it was in the article, these plates from stone and lane, and it's very inexpensive. It's 99 bucks for the set. And it's just, it's a little bit, it's contemporary looking, but it has like the thinnest gold rim. And I like, love it. I'm like, this is so easy because you could use these for every day and they look really nice.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look at that because I'm on it. And honestly, another reason why I don't have super bougie items is because I'm just scared. I'm just scared. It's just going to break. And I might (laughs) wait till my kids are a bit older before getting into that stage of life. Like, um, because yeah, I'm pretty. So we actually bought like nice furniture when we just had two kids. And Mm -hmm. I was like, it's fine. Like we let's do this. Like we'll teach our kids. Right. And for a while it was good. And now like with my third, she's a toddler right now and I have a newborn. It's Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. It's, I'm just like, okay, this is our life. Like, we're just embracing the chaos, and the couch is going to have marker stuff on it, and it is what it is at this
0: point. I get it because I have an English bulldog, and he destroys everything. Yeah. He just slobbers on yeah. – and We had to get new slipcovers yeah, for the sofa. It. Yeah. It's so – Like, I love him. He's the sweetest yeah. boy, but, like, oh, my God – It's so much work just keeping up with this bulldog. Like,
1: yeah, it's, yeah. So it's like our furniture still looks nice, but there'll be like a little marker here and a little bit this there. And I'm like, whatever, you know, we live in this house. Like, I Mm -hmm. still feel like you could have a nice looking home and your furniture not be impeccable. And it still looks very, very nice. So unless there's like stains everywhere where it's like noticeable when you walk in the door. Yeah. And if that's what it is, if that's the stage of life you're in, that obviously that's fine. I'm talking more from like a home decor's perspective though. With this, like, like I still feel like our house still looks beautiful, and even though there's some marker stains here and there, it's not destroying the ambiance of our home essentially. And we live here; like, things are never going to stay impeccable when you're living and using it no. every day.
0: No, it's so funny when I look at like, do you like do you watch these YouTube moms?
1: I don't. I am not big on the YouTube. I think it's like all my friends really? on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs>
0: I feel like, you know what it is? I feel like I missed YouTube and now I'm making up for it That's because I list, used to listen to a lot of podcasts and then um, the Apple Podcast app started to malfunction on my phone. So then I got YouTube Premium. So I love to watch these moms. And there's this one mom, her name is Sarah Treats. I'm dying to have her on this podcast. I'm a little obsessed with her. And she has like an impeccable house and she like talks, she did like one thing like, yeah, I know my house is impeccable. I also film here. We live here and you know it, it's for and I'm like, I love this girl because at least she's honest. That like it's yeah. work to keep it to keep it clean. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. It's definitely work to keep it clean. You know when I say I don't have outside help? I meant with the kids, but I definitely have a house cleaner. So when people ask like, Oh, oh how course. are you doing all like well I don't I don't have to worry about the cleaning aspect. Like I do have someone that comes and I have few people that come actually, because there's a lot of us here. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I keep, we keep things tidy, but in terms of like the deep cleaning, like, yeah, that's one thing on my list that I don't have to do. Cause at some point I have to get some kind of help. Right.
0: Oh my, no. I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with, I have a housekeeper too. I actually am getting a new one because the old one was not very good. Also housekeepers hate to work for me because I have an erratic schedule and they're like, can I come every other Friday? And I'm like, no oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah I am like the worst and it's like I am nice it's like I am nice but like I am not fun to work for <laughs> <laughs> like it's like I just don't like like obviously like I have my shit together in life to a certain extent but in terms of like keeping a schedule for someone else that's totally impossible and will just never happen <laughs> yeah I,
1: I hear that I understand that <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. So wait, so how what's how old are your kids?
1: So it's uh my oldest is six and then my and then it's then four, but he's gonna be five soon because they're only eighteen months apart.
0: So oh wow right
1: now, yeah, right now it's six, four, two, and two months.
0: You're literally in it like I'm surprised you had time to do this. Mm-hmm. It's it your work two hours. hours. It's it I hours. I know, I, I know. But it's like <laughs> I feel like everyone I know who has a kid, who like just has a kid. Well, I guess like by your fourth, you're sort of used to it.
1: Exactly. And like I started my blog and my social media channels when I was pregnant with my third. And then when she was born, I was totally overwhelmed. So I kind of just stopped. And then I didn't pick things back up until a year ago. And so I took about like, I don't know, a few months where I was, I was posting, but I wasn't very serious about it. And then the mm-hmm. pandemic hit. So we all just had more time right at home and I needed like more of a creative outlet. And so I think because I was able to start my blog and all this during like the most hectic time of our lives, because we're home with our kids, like all the time
0: <laughs> and everything.
1: And so I was able to kind of learn how to like, do all this in the chaos and now that when the fourth kid came along and my husband's hours are flexible and I'm able to like block off three hours every day um it just kind of more seemed like smooth sailing because I think I started doing all this when it was just the most hectic time in life
0: it's listen you've got to do you've got to do what you've got to do before we go a few quick what are your tips about decorating with kids Like having a cute house with, with four, I mean, four is just so many.
1: So I would actually, so I know there's two ways people go about it, right? They get like the cheap furniture, so they don't worry about it, but that cheap furniture will crap out on you. And you're, especially with kids who are rowdy and like, and a big thing for me is I want to have a nice home, but I want my kids to feel comfortable in their own home. Like I remember Mm -hmm. some friends growing up. There were like certain rooms they couldn't go into or certain That's couches so they couldn't sit on. Or yeah, we only use the dining room table when guests come. And I'm like, I never, my, my family wasn't like that, but I just knew people who grew up that way. And I want my kids to just, when they, the world is hard enough. When you're home, I want it to be a safe place for you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so for me, I was like, it was worth the investment to get the nicer, sturdier furniture. Um, and, and because it was nicer and stuff, it looks better. So, you know, I, when I went into buying furniture, I was like, look, I have kids. I'm in the baby making stage. I'm probably going to have more kids. Give me your best, like stain resistant material when making this couch. And so we just were very honest. Like when we were shopping for furniture, um, about like, you know, let's do stain resistant. We went uh, to furniture stores, that had a really great warranty. So for example, I had this gorgeous white chair and my my two-year-old at the time like took a marker and just like <laughs> you know their toddlers there's no reasoning with them it doesn't mean he was a bad kid it was just like he didn't yeah. know he's learning I called them up I was like hey this is what my toddler did they came in swooped it up and just like reupholstered it and because I wow. went with a furniture store with like really great warranty so I think if you're if you love decorating and you're having little kids like it actually is worth the investment to get the nicer stuff so I know I talked about markers on the couch mm-hmm. but I have a great warranty um It's stain resistant, so I can take it out and stuff. It's just, it's a matter of me just not cleaning it right away. It's kind of my issue because I can't get to it sometimes, but I think that's a big thing. And then, um, here's like a small example. I actually made a video about this, but I love, I love the look of a good bar cart, right? Like, I think they're so nice looking, but that is not happening with toddlers. You're kidding me, all that glass (laughs) and alcohol, like you can't have that at their level. So I went and I got these floating shelves and I put them up in our dining room and I have like our stemware hanging from them and I decorate it with like cute pictures and I have the wine on there. And it's just like all my fancy stemwares up where they can't reach it. And it also added just like kind of more dimension to our dining room too, instead of just like mm-hmm. artwork and mirrors around, like it like added that, you know, again, extra dimension to it. So, um, so that's one way to do it. Like it was like, I want to show off the stemware. I think it's really pretty. I think it can be a great decorative piece. And so I was like, instead of a bar cart, let's just, like, throw it up on the wall. And so I think just getting creative with things like that. And I, and I can't emphasize enough, like, if you have the means, um, investing in quality furniture because it's going to withstand everything your kids are doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so where did you end up buying your furniture?
1: It's called Bassett Furniture. I don't know if they're, like, really well-known.
0: know I, um, I know it. They have them okay. everywhere, I feel like.
1: Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were, like, everywhere, but um, – they had a really great warranty and so that was a big reason why i went with them especially with kids you know like i need that warranty
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that is that's really good information i'm making notes for this for when i have a kid um hopefully soon we're trying like i i keep saying we're trying but we are trying so <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i cannot thank you enough for being here this was so much fun
1: Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy chatting with you and hearing your perspective on things. It's always such a pleasure.